to you personally, individually, what he has done, what he has done for you in your life. Thank you for what he has done. Let's take 20 seconds to do it. Thank you. 
but like I said, I don't, I'm not much of a spinner and I'm pretty slow, right? Yeah. Yeah. Much better. I can see you guys, okay? Now pay close attention, okay? Pay close attention because you might miss something. Uh-oh. And this is nuggets from the Word of God. Well, I want to um, promote some of these books that I'll give tonight after I get to the vision, okay? The vision of Metro Praise is loving God, loving people. Everyone say loving God. Loving God. Loving people. Loving people. How many of you know what that means? Okay, there's <laughs> a few hands. Hold on. Every hand should be, should be raised. Okay, loving God is is worshiping God, okay, and it's obeying His commands. Jesus said, if you love me, you obey my commands. Amen. How many of you ever stolen before? Yeah. You guys are all thieves, okay? How many, <laughs> how many of you lied before? <laughs> I don't see six hands. Liar! <laughs> <laughs> you all lied. Okay, how many of you committed adultery before?
Section three, what disciples do is go to local church, operate in the gifts of the Spirit, defend the faith, and make other, other disciples. So that said, and then our goal is 100,000 disciples in Chicago with 50 churches around number two. You know, hopefully we're going to get to number three sometime soon when God's ready, God knows it, God's willing. And 500 churches around the world, get just over 200. Give it up for her. Give it up for the goal. How many believe it?
And then so we're going to continue with our giving campaign. Uh, this is uh, the last Sunday of this January month. I, I mentioned you guys last week and uh, the, the, I think maybe the previous weeks about the $1,500 that we need for, for dinner. Now this is February 1st is, is Wednesday. So we just have a couple days of maybe racking the, the rest of that $1,500 bucks from, uh, from what we need to be supported for, ne for next month and the, the month after. So $5,000 is a total giving campaign. Um, half of that's going back to our other campus because our other campus sold us seed and to this campus to renovate this, this building. We put up this wall here. We have got this TV. Uh, we had to run some lines. We had to paint a lot. Uh, we put about $2,500 in this place to get it ready. And the other $2,500 is gonna come back here in order to, you know, have some funds, some leeway to move around with, with finances to do things, amen? amen? So just pray that God, you know, that you will answer the, the, the call that God has, has, has been speaking to you about this giving, amen? amen. Feet. 
which is it's also a, an act of worship towards God, giving generously towards God. Now, what you give beyond that 10% is an offering. So if it's on your heart, say, when you, when you, when you, in your prayers, and if your heart is, God, I want to I wanna not just give that 10%, but give beyond that, so that my brothers and sisters, so that brothers and sisters in Christ and, and around the world in our churches can be supplied for with, with internet and with uh, discipleship materials. And also so this church can have lights on every week. Imagine, <laughs> imagine if you guys came in here and we have lights or heat. Because you know, the heat is powered by the electricity because you can't turn it on with the electricity. Right. So imagine you guys would be icicles right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, has, it, has it ever happened to you where you know, just got out of the shower, you went outside, you walked a block and your hair froze? You guys would be like that. With the exception of See, that illustration would have worked had Danny not spoken up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in regards to our tithes and offering, this is a verse that we've, we've been confessing verbally, out loud, you know, for over a year, every week for over a year. And it's, it's something that I've come to just memorize, you know? I didn't intentionally memorize it, it's just we've been reciting it every week. And that's 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 how the, the old um, uh, teachers and, and disciples, or protégés and mentors in the old days used to do, which is recite scripture over and over again to memorize it. Because they didn't have material like your, like the Bible that you have in your hand. Your hand they didn't have it readily available for them. They just memorized that. Now we like to confess this because it's it's saying that God is going to supply the need that we have okay. in Jesus Christ, the work that we did. So let's confess this out loud verbally, meaning it from the heart, okay? Three, two, one. And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. So our offering box is in the back. If you want to give, you guys have an envelope. You can put your money in, check in, whatever it might be. You can also give online for the mentalpraise.org and go to uh, the Liquor Park Fund, and you'll find a link to, to give online. Okay? To designate it for either building, missions, or just a general fund. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll be talking to you guys about the mountain of media and arts. Okay, this is this is obviously an, an exciting message for Jerry. <laughs> uh, no one else, no one else, shout it out. How many of you like media? Me. How many of you are you into art? More, more specifically in media, <laughs> how many of you are into music? Yay! Music, film, photography, okay. it's all in the general category. Go back to 18. Any there to say amen? Now the the mountain of influence. When when you think about that title, what what comes to your mind? It's a, it's a rhetorical question for you guys to think about. Okay, not to shout out loud, but. What comes to mind when you think about the mountain of influence and the mountain of media and art? 
Now, when you look at this scripture, Matthew 28, 18, it said, verse 18, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, the mountain of influence, the mountain of media and art, that's, it's, it's a, think of a mountain. You go up a mountain, you can see everything, okay? And you have an influence, and that mountain is, mountain of influence, of media and, and art is for God to use you in that area. But, to be a disciple and to make disciples. Amen. Being on top of that mountain, you're going to have, you're going to have an advantage. You can see things. And you're going to have such an influence there because people are going to be looking up to you. Just the idea of looking up to someone. We have that expression in English. I, oh, I look up to this person. I look up to that person. Why do they look up to that person? Because they're on that mountain of influence. They have influence over your life to some degree. Okay? And so in media and art, we're, we're going to get into it, but that, the amount of media and art is for you guys who, who like media, um, movies, music, and whatever it might be, these different areas. But, you got, but those of you who like the media and art, you guys should get on top of that mountain and influence the media instead of that media and art influencing you. Amen. Amen. And with that influence, you can make disciples. You and I might spend about 70 to 80 years on this earth. Not long to consider the timeline of eternity. Have you ever wondered what life is all about? Every day we get bombarded with the message to pursue the things of this world. Make money, get stuff, be comfortable, live well. More, 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 me, me, me. That's the prevailing message of our day. Our generation has a hijacked version of the American dream. But as Christians, we know deep down this distorted view of life isn't real life. We read what the Bible teaches, and we see how Jesus lived. Every day we face a choice, to pursue the me, me, me mindset of the American dream, or to pursue Christ. What if this generation is willing to trade in the pursuit of the American dream for a world that desperately needs Christ? The dream trades. A trader is a new kind of missionary, not defined by geography. Where you live doesn't make you a missionary, but the mission you're on makes you a missionary. Being a trader is a movement that requires us to live out our faith, not just talk about it. As a trader, we must choose daily to sacrifice and be intentional with our time, money, and skills. Even we like the Good Samaritan in the parable. When we're on the road of life and see someone in need, we choose to help. We follow Jesus' instructions to go and do likewise. A trader must hate injustice and find specific ways to bring the hope found in Jesus to desperate situations. It's easy to identify what you hate. What makes your heart break and your fists clench? A trader sees work as worship. Everything you do in life, including your job, can be an opportunity to worship the God who created you. Because God is glorified when we use our God-given passions and skills with excellence. 
And finally, a trader must act swiftly because the time is right now. The result of all this will be a generation of traders who are making choices with their time, money, and passions. They are kingdom focused and not self-focused. So that our short time here can have an eternal impact. Amen. And will you be a trader? Now, uh, different types of media and art, you know, there's various, but here are just three. Music, art, and movies. And how many of you like movies? That's one I didn't make. Some of you, you know, raise your hand. Raise your hand, okay, come on. Raise your hand if you like movies. Okay, I like movies too. Okay, now, is there anyone here who would like to get into the media and arts industry as a, as a career or even as a hobby? Amen. <laughs> okay, that's good, that's good. Now what I said in the beginning was, you know, when we look at our society, it's, you know, when we look, first when we look at history, we, we see throughout history the media and arts that, that, that was presented. When we, when we look behind it, we see the background of that. A lot of it was, was Christians starting off. Okay, the, the Christians were the ones doing it ones making music, uh, doing dramas, um, painting painting in art, and photography and stuff like that. We know throughout history, Christians were the main main ones doing it, and they did it for the church, they did it for God. But when we look at society now, and especially in our generation here in Chicago, a, a lot of it's being used for other purposes than, than God and the church and stuff like that, which is fine to a certain degree, but they have even amplified it to another, they took it to another level of, of wickedness, of evilness. Now, in the Bible times, Miriam, in Exodus 15, 19, 20, if you want to go there, you can. I'm just going to talk a little bit about Miriam. Miriam took a tambourine and started dancing, leading the people. She was a worship leader. She choreographed everything, and people followed her, the Bible says. So here, here's a godly woman using music for God. She didn't swear in her music. She didn't, you know, act dirty in music. When she was dancing, she wasn't doing her baka baka. She, she, she didn't use her, her dancing skills to go up in the club to, to juke it. She, she used it for holy reasons to bring people into an atmosphere of worship and adoration of God. David, the same thing. But not only music, or yeah, he, I mean, he danced. He danced in the half hours in his underwear before, you know, before people, before the Ark of the Covenant. He he, he wrote wrote psalms, wrote poetry. You look at the Book of Psalms. David wrote a majority of the Book of Psalms. Now, in music, David also played music. He played a guitar-like thing, a string instrument of some type, a lyre. Um, not a liar for some of you raising your hand for it. He played a, a string instrument instrument and how many of you heard that song Hallelujah? The song called Hallelujah and the lyrics go, uh, there's a secret there's a I've heard that there's a secret chord that David played to please the Lord. And that's I like that phrase because um, it, it shows like the, the artful skill that David had with the heart behind it 
skillfully playing it in excellence towards God, and it pleased God. It's not so much the music, but it's what the talents that David had that he used for God that pleased God. Three, craftsmen, uh, which can represent art in 2 Chronicles 2, 7. Um, I think Solomon is talking there. He's, he's saying, you know, bring some people to do bring up, bring some craftsmen, skilled laborers that can craft some some silver, bronze, and iron to, to craft some things for the house of God. The church needs some craftsmen, right? Yeah. Or uh, craftsmen in fashion and clothing art, not just being skilled in metals, but uh, fashion and clothing as well. We have some uh, fashion people here. We can do it for all. We can be on that mall of influence and say, hey, in the fashion in the fashion realm or arena, I'm going to make disciples. I'm going to have be on top of that mountain of influence, and I'm not going to lower my lower my standard to conform to the, the the fashion around me. I'm not going to make my my outfits skimpy. I'm not going to make my outfit my uh, the outfits and clothing that I make to to, to show off the body yeah. in a wicked fashion. Right? Yeah. Five. Jesus. Jesus used parables, and you know. We didn't really shoot movies when we were on TV. We were on TV nowadays, amen. The Ten Commandments movies and stuff like that. But Jesus used parables, and they were a form of entertainment. You know, parables were interesting to people because they were they, they were they were stories that Jesus told. To, and behind it were biblical principles and and uh, the truth of God behind these parables. And as you as you notice, when you read the Gospels, Jesus drew crowds of thousands. And at some point, when you read a passage, so Jesus, there's a, five, a crowd of 5,000 people that Jesus had to feed. He was entertaining them so much that the, they just sat before him all day, and then they were hungry. And so Jesus needed to eat, amen? Yeah. So we need some, some people that are going to, that in their gifts, their talents, in media and arts, to rise up above the standard of this world in order to make a difference for Jesus, amen? Now, in the, during the Middle Ages, Michelangelo, this is one of the, one of the most famous, most famous. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> stop smiling. <laughs> okay, so no ages, Michelangelo painted this uh, this portrait on in the, on the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. I mean, you guys know this, right? Yeah. yeah. Learned in school. Okay, the and the Sistine Chapel was uh, was just that. It was a chapel. It was a church. Okay, people went there for services for worship. So this guy, he used his his talent to uh, for the church, for the glory of God. Amen. And although this, this guy up here is naked, <laughs> at that time in that culture, it's true. Come on, we're all it's naked. True. He was naked. No, no shame. No shame. Bearing arms. He was. In that, in that culture society, they, they didn't see anything wrong with it. Yep. Okay, and in our society might be like a little, little weird, but you know, how many of us, you know, especially in the world, you know, go, we'll go home tonight and, and watch pornography on the TV, you know? God forbid that, amen? amen. There's a guy that drew art, and he didn't do it in such a wicked way to, you know, as pornography, it was something beautiful in that society. William Shakespeare. He, he wrote many plays, and uh, he put together many plays. And he did it 
And it wasn't it wasn't the type of entertainment that uh, looked like a lot of entertainment we see today, with a lot of swearing, with a lot of nudity, with a lot of uh, just evil evil uh, themes and stuff in there. It was all just what's the word? Yeah, it was just regular stories. And, I mean, it was it was probably uncut, but it wasn't it wasn't hiding anything. It wasn't just exposing everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Leonardo da Vinci, one of the another more more famous uh, portrait. You see the portrait of Jesus and disciples of the Last Supper. He used his art in order to uh, in order to portray the life of Jesus. It's something, but especially when you go into something specific with the Bible, with with, with God and, and biblical principles, and especially the Gospels. You use your talents for God, Amen. You use it for for the better, not for the worse. Modern time, Beethoven his music. You know, his music was just all instrumental. Um, I don't think he had any words to it. It was all classical music. Doesn't have words, and it was it was pure. It was just it was just purely music, pure music. Now the music we hear today, you know, especially rap music and. I mean, it's not just rap. It's, it's all every every genre of music. They have talk about you know, sex. They talk about uh, drugs and just things and stuff like that. Money. Beethoven used his gift not for something evil, but for something pure. that although it has, you know, 
although it has biblical principles, it's not straightforward biblical, where it where it, 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 it shuns on the, on the the secular person. So when a, uh, a lot of secular people go and watch this movie. Why? Because it's 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 very entertaining. But it's not entertaining to the point where it's 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 like that movie Super Bad, where it's all about pornography, yeah. drugs, and, and sex and stuff. There are ways you can go about go about doing media and arts, and I'm I'm still being on a on a on the mountain of influence in order to influence the world around you. Let let the do not let the media influence you. You influence media. Amen. Same with the Passion of the Christ. Mel Gibson could have came up with so many, so many justifications of why not to do the movie. The idea was in his head. He could have been like, "Well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get blasted for this one. You know, all my other, you know, all the other the famous people I know are gonna just blast me for making this movie, which some people probably did." Now you can say what you want about uh, Mel Gibson, but he went out on a limb and in the, the faith of God and he did this because the idea was put in his head and he went about and did it, amen? Mm -hmm. Now, in music, there are a few artists that are claimed to be Christian. Now, uh, their work might not mention Jesus. Their music, their lyrics might not just outward say, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm a disciple, I'm living for God. But these people like Kelly Clarkson, D.O.D., Switchfoot, excuse me, The Fray, The Jonas Brothers, and MC Hammer. <laughs> you know, MC Hammer, even, be even before he got saved, his, his music wasn't all, you know, about, about the booty, and about body and sex and stuff. But, and, and that was a, that was a, cult, that was a values that he even had before that. Now, nowadays, he's, he's, a, he's a preacher. And he, I, I'm not sure if he's making music yet, but if he is, it's gonna be about, God. Now, these people, you don't have to necessarily mention Jesus. You can be able to influence the, the biblical principles out there. Now, I personally, if I didn't use it, I want to mention Jesus because I want Amen. Jesus to be all about worship. But we all have different different convictions. We all have different lives and stuff like that. Uh, now, some some negative music musical influences. Marilyn Manson, Jessica Simpson, Lil Wayne, uh, Katy Perry, uh, Elvis, <laughs> they were, they were all once, they all once had, they all grew up in church to some extent, they all either went to church, for example, Marilyn Manson was a teen in the Assemblies of God youth group, he had, he had talents that he eventually used for the devil, and so to God, just consensus. Uh, same thing. Her, her her father was a minister, and when when they when they felt like she couldn't use her talents to, to go further in the secular world, that's what they did. He, he quit his job as a pastor and became her manager, and then you know, that's where she is now. She doesn't really mention Jesus. Lil Wayne, uh, he does Bible studies every now and then out here. He does Bible studies and he has his music his own life. That's a lot. Well, he, 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 gets, he gets some famous pastors to do Bible studies with him, but then he goes and you know, you know, talks about sex, drugs, women, guns, and stuff. Uh, Katy Perry is a, is a scene in conferences and, and church worship. He's a worship leader, but yet, what, what she's done with her talent? She's, she's wasted it. 
It's not going to mean anything. Now, in some media with movies and stuff, Tom Hanks was uh, in grammar school, elementary school, was, was in an evangelical church. Brad Pitt uh, was a Baptist growing up. R. Kelly learned to sing in the church. Elvis was also a Christian at one point, and Oprah Winfrey. They all were Christians at one point, but began to, to turn away from God and use their talents in either singing or media and talking and influence, influencing others, and use the media to, to influence others for, for the worse. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to give you some stats, very interesting stats. Uh, now it's going to be about you guys, more specifically in, in media and art. One, the average American watches four hours of TV each day, 28 hours a week or two months per year. Imagine, you know, imagine if you, you, you want to get all your TV viewing out, you know, in, in, in one sitting, six hours to two months and watch TV. Oh. Oh. Two, in a 65 year life, that person will have spent nine years glued to their TV. Amen? So, so sit down for nine years starting today, get it out of the way, and the rest of your life you can, you can you know, do the work of God or something. You're going to watch that very much TV, which you shouldn't. You, you should not watch that much. Amen? Amen. Three, the TV is, is on in an average U.S. home six hours and 47 minutes. Each day. That is insane. I mean, how often is your TV being on? And if you're, if you're only watching four hours, what's going on with the other two hours? You sit around waiting for something else to come on, watching all the commercials. Four, the number of minutes per week that parents spend in meaningful conversation with their children is 3.5 minutes. 3.5, instead of Instead of boring their knowledge and wealth and experience from, from, from growing up themselves and learning to be an adult, already have gone through their, their child years and teen years and experienced so much, they could be pouring into their kids. And you guys, you guys here, if your parents aren't saved, you could be pouring into them. More than 3.5 minutes every week, maybe at least 3.5 minutes every day, or 3.5 minutes out of every hour. Five, the number of minutes per week that the average child watches television is 1,680. Okay, the other one. Percentage of four to six-year-olds who, when asked to choose between watching TV, spending time with their fathers, and spending time with their fathers, prefer television. 54%. How many of you would rather spend time watching TV than with your father? That's great. Two hours per year, the average American youth spends in school, 900 hours. So 900 hours out of the year you're spending in, in classrooms, you know, learning. Three hours per year, the average American youth watches television, 1,500 hours. 1,500 hours per year, you're watching television. That's 600, 600 hours more than you're in school. Imagine if you had to put those extra 600 hours, which is two-thirds of a school year, to doing more school or, or even putting that to, to, to reading your Bible, to praying, uh, to evangelizing, reaching out. 
Four, number of murders seen on TV by the time an average child finishes elementary school. 8,000. 8,000 murders. I mean, we see it on TV. We, we see it on the, on the news, okay, we can see, you know, a dead body laying there, obviously covered. <coughs> but in movies, like the movie Saw, how many people died in the movie Saw? This is that movie. Although that's fake, although that's fake, it's, it's real, it's, it's, it looks so real. It looks like a real thing, even though it's fake. So we see murders on TV, number of violent acts seen on TV by age 18, 200,000 violent acts. You hear someone getting punched in the face. You see, even on the news, you see the the beating of that Asian kid by like five or six kids. I'm going to give you three ways to take the mountain back. So now the mountain is in the hands of secular people that are using it for the glory of the devil instead of God. Now here are three ways to take that mountain back to get you to put yourself up on that mountain by God's strength, by God's favor <laughs> in your lives, in the media and arts, in order to take that mountain back, okay? One, remove all unclean entertainment. Because if you're constantly watching evil entertainment, horror movies, pornography, um, ex extreme violent acts that, that go against human nature, if you're all taking that in, that's what you're gonna pour out. It's like if I were to uh, take this, this water and this water was contaminated, or I put dirt in it first and then I wanted to drink it. Or I put dirt in it and I try to pour it into your glass. You don't want that either. It's just that illustration that says, okay, I'm not going to take in any, any contamination because that's what I'm going to get out. And what does the Bible say? The Bible says that it's not what, it's not what, um, Devil goes into a man. Devil goes into a man. Yeah, it's not what goes into a man that defiles him, but what comes out. Yeah. Now, you know, that is so not to say you should you should watch evil entertainment, but if if that's what you like, if that is where your heart is, that's what is going to come out of you. If you listen to to music that swears, if you're watching pornography, that's that's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to swear. You're going to want to be doing stuff that pornography does. Amen. So. Remove all unclean entertainment. Because if you're trying to get back that mountain, if you're trying to get on top of that mountain of influence in your media and art, you're not gonna you're not gonna be doing it from a biblical perspective with biblical influence. Amen. Amen. Two, only buy, watch, and support clean entertainment and art. Philippians four eight. Let's go there. Four, eight. This is what you should support. Okay, finally, brothers, whatever is true. Okay, so all the media and art that is true. Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. If we should just think about such things, how much more should we watch? such things as this. Because if we're doing the opposite, then that's going to be opposite to the word of God. That's what we're going to think. That's what we're going to do. That's, that's what we're going to act out on in our lives. Amen? 
Three, create wholesome art slash media. Colossians 3, 17. Media and art, this should be your goal. Okay, so if you're not if you're not sure what you should do, what style you should do, what what form, what texture you should do, what kind of an entertainment you should do or perform. Verse 17, and whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. This, this should be the standard. Okay, so think about your area of media and art. Okay, whatever form it might be. Movies, you know, doing dramas, doing doing uh, film, writing plays, music, painting. This should be your standard. Okay, so doing it in the in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now Jesus has has written his name on this book, and in this book are found the principles by which we should live. And if we should live by these principles, we should also be on that mountain of influence and do the principles in every area of our life. It's, it's not, but the principles found in the Bible are not just for our lives, individual, personal, within our house. It's also there in, this, in, the, in the secular world and be on the mountain of whatever, whatever influence now, the talents you have, you want to be able to influence with those talents, whatever area you work in. Amen? Now, here's, here's a painting for those of you who, uh, who like to paint. Um, I would encourage you to, just like the Bible says, that to eagerly desire spiritual gifts and to, you know, to eagerly desire prophecy. Uh, now and and if you if you paint, eagerly, eagerly desire to, to be able to, to to prophesy through your painting. Now this is a painting. For those of you who don't know, this was painted two weeks. This is actually a picture of, of buildings in New York, the World Trade Center, and they're on fire. And there's a John 16, 1633 there that gives a word of encouragement. Now this was painted two weeks before 9-11. Two weeks, it's, it's, it prophesied what was, what was gonna happen, obviously, but that wasn't, that wasn't it. See, a lot of times in, in prophecy, there's, there's a lot of uh, prophets that will go out there and just speak doom, you know, without speaking the, 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 the restoration, which in this case, the restoration came through the encouragement word that God is gonna be there, that God is gonna console hearts. And we see that in the Bible. We see that a lot of times with the Jewish people, you know, the prophets would, you know, would, uh, would speak doom, saying, okay, this is what's going to happen, this is this and that, but if you, if you repent, then, you know, the restoration is going to come. And then there's also uh, promises after the doom has come that, that God brought restoration and returned the people back to their original state. And then, so who would like to prophesy in painting? Yeah. <laughs> Amen. So, so the three ways are to remove all unclean entertainment, guard your eyes, guard what you watch, raise up your standards so, so it's not like this world, 
the world just wants to keep us in a box and keep us watching pornography, keep us watching evil entertainment, uh, killings, murders, and stuff like that. Two, only buy, watch, and support the kingdom entertainment. And if you go back to uh, Philippians 4, read that, read that again. Whatever is pure, whatever is noble, whatever is, is praiseworthy. Uh, three, create wholesome art and media. Amen? Who wants to create some wholesome art and media? Who wants to get on that mountain of influence? Amen? Yeah. Josh with your, with your drawings. Eddie with, or, uh, Ellie with your film. Right? That's what we want to do. And he, he also writes. Uh, my wife with her, her pottery. She wants to do it. Use the, the word of God as your foundation for whatever you want to do. Okay? Amen. That's the conclusion.
be up here for the next couple of minutes and do our prayer to that God will give you strength to continue on in media and arts and not to but to be confident be confident that God will give you that favor to get on that mountain to not be influenced by media but to influence media it's time to, to change the status quo when it comes to media and art amen so we're going to be up there if you want to you, you want prayer that you'll surrender your standards, everything in your life, your talents, to God and God's agenda. Amen. Father God, I thank you for those who are God. I pray Jesus said that you give a passion for your worship, God. Passion to live holy and righteous, Lord God. That they'll get that favor from you, Lord God, to influence their schools, God to influence their art clubs, to influence their, their, their Bible studies at school, God. Jesus, to influence films, Lord God, and drama, Lord God, to be on top, Lord God, of that mountain, Jesus. Lord God, where they're influencing others, Lord God, where they take control, Lord God, of the media and art, God, so that, so that what's presented, Lord God, is, is not an abomination in your sight, God. But what is edifying, Lord Jesus, to the world, Lord God, I can speak the gospel, Lord God, in plain words to people, Lord God, through entertainment and media, Lord God, and painting. God, I pray you, you, you strengthen them, give them endurance and perseverance, Lord God, to, to continue on. In Jesus' name, amen. We're just going to worship a little longer, so...